Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 29th of September. The federal government has written to Optus asking the telecommunications giant to pay for new passports for those customers affected by the massive data breach. It comes as states and territories step in, offering victims new driver's licences if their number has been compromised. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has told Parliament we need tougher laws around the collection of our details and data. We know that this breach should never have happened and the government expects Optus to do everything within its means to support affected customers. Clearly, we need better national laws after a decade of inaction. Motorists are expecting to feel more pain at the petrol pump with the fuel excise cut ending at midnight overnight. The fuel excise was halved earlier this year by the Morrison government to help ease cost of living pressures, but now the new government has had to return it to the normal rate. Ending the discount will automatically add around 25 cents a litre to our petrol, but experts claim we shouldn't expect any major price jumps for now. Peter Curry from the NRMA says most of our fuel reserves were purchased when and there was no tax on unleaded. We are not expecting prices to jump dramatically. Uh, the excise will be reintroduced to the wholesale price, not the retail price. Uh, and so that means it should be some time before we start to see those increases at the Bowser's. But some drivers say they're already seeing a jump in prices with the consumer watchdog promising to crack down on any price gouging. Queensland will end its reliance on coal power by 2035 as part of a $62 billion jobs and energy plan. Our reporter Lachlan Itter explains from Queensland it's to help meet new targets for renewables. Morning, Tash. New targets for the Sunshine State have been set, including 70% renewables in the next decade and 80% by 2035. Coal power will be replaced by pumped hydro, with coal power stations remaining as a backup if needed. Now, mining is big business here in Queensland, but Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has signed an energy workers charter, which she says will ensure job security in the resources sector. That ensures workers will have the opportunity to continue careers with public-owned energy businesses or elsewhere in the public sector. The plan has largely been welcomed by conservation groups, though some industry bodies say they need to see finer details. Staying in Queensland, and a former Matilda star has spoken of a terrifying carjacking ordeal when she was live on Australian radio. Alyssa Carnivus was on an interview with Croc Media when a group of men allegedly surrounded her vehicle. Luckily, she managed to get away with investigations now ongoing. She's told Channel 7 it was a terrifying experience. I guess the most harrowing thing was people right at your window sort of wanting to get in and, and take your vehicle. Just pure luck that I didn't actually switch the car off completely because the doors would have unlocked automatically. Wild weather has lashed parts of New South Wales overnight with lightning, torrential rain and hail hitting. As Sasha Barbagat reports from Sydney, there is more wild weather on the way. Storms have again lashed parts of Sydney overnight, Tash, with heavy rain, hail and lightning, but luckily a severe weather warning was cancelled by the Weather Bureau. Locals living near Warragamba Dam are on alert this morning, though, with a minor spill expected following all the recent rain. Earlier, the mid-north coast and northern rivers regions were battered by large hail and wild winds. Drivers were forced to pull off the roads due to the massive dumping of rain. A number of flood warnings remain in place today, with the Weather Bureau forecasting next 
next week to be even wetter. Meantime, overseas now and hundreds of thousands of people in Florida are without power as Hurricane Ian makes landfall. The National Hurricane Centre in the US has warned of a life-threatening storm surge, catastrophic winds and flooding in the Florida Peninsula. 7 News US correspondent Tim Lester is on the ground in Florida and says the powerful system is continuing to wreak havoc. As high uh, as 5.5 metres, think about that as a height, that's a two-storey house as a wall of water coming ashore. The wind's expected to reach 250 kilometres an hour and whip up that water. At that rate, it is just under a Category 5 or the most severe level of hurricane that there is. Hurricane Katrina was a Category 5. This one, just about the same and potentially deadly. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. There could be some good news on that major Optus data breach with claims the risk of ID theft may not be as serious as first thought. Let's hope that's true. Yes, the AFR says the ACT government thinks the risk of identity theft from the Optus data breach may be much lower than fear because the cyber attacker only gained partial driver's licence records in most cases. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Albanese said Optus will pay for new passports for those affected by the hacking. Yeah, let's hope uh, the hacking isn't as bad as initially thought. And good news for shop owners, Peter, with retail sales up. But on the flip side, that's not good news for people that have got mortgages. That's right. Despite 2.25% worth of cash rate rises from the Reserve Bank since May, shoppers have continued to shop with retail trade up 0.6% in August. Economists say it takes time for interest rate rises to actually scare people into less spending, which might mean the RBA will ramp up this rate rise torture until we tighten our belts and stop shopping. And Peter, the Bank of England has promised to rescue the British financial system and our stock market is set to rise on the news. Last week, the new UK Prime Minister Liz Truss outlined $74.5 billion worth of tax cuts to spur economic growth. This forced bond interest rates up and the British currency was down 4% since Friday and is down a whopping 20% against the US dollar in the past year. To rescue the situation, the Bank of England will now buy £5 billion of bonds for 13 days in a row and this has calmed financial markets. We all need a Bank of England. Where we can where can we find one? <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Peter, thank you. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Alastair Clarkson has come out swinging, vowing to defend his reputation amid that bombshell investigation into his treatment of First Nations players and families at the Hawks. Yes, good morning. Tashi has released another statement. This one is strongly worded, denying deeply offensive allegations, he says, regarding, as you said, the mistreatment of First Nations players during his time at Hawthorne. This is an external investigation that the AFL launched in the wake of that uh, bombshell review that the Hawks actually undertook uh, themselves. Of course, some 
really disturbing uh, allegations of you know encouraging families to uh, split and even uh, you know one instance where it was encouraged for them to terminate a pregnancy. Now Clarko was concerned whether this investigation will be a fair process and warned he will not hesitate to protect his repu- uh, position and reputation if necessary. A quote here from Clarko: "It remains profoundly disappointing that these matters are now being widely canvassed in the public domain without the opportunity." been given to me or others to give our accounts or even read the Hawthorne report, which to, to this day I have not seen. So uh, Clarko fairly strong in his denials once again. And Brett to the NRL now and Nico Hines is the toast of the league after taking out the Daly M medal last night and he wants to use the award to inspire others. Yeah, it was the NRL's night of nights. We've had the Brownlow and the AFL and now it's the NRL's turn with the Daly M and Nico Hines while he was considered a contender, it was mainly Ben Hunter, James Tedesco, Isaiah Yo was even up there when the voting went behind closed doors after round 12. But Nico Hines, a dream first season with Cronulla crossing over from Melbourne Storm. Polling 38 uh, votes, he didn't just win, but it was record-breaking. The most votes polled in the award's 43-year history. And uh, he is shocked to win, but now hopes, as you said, to become an inspiration for others. You know, I didn't walk the easiest journey to get here and had some tough challenges growing up and now I'm in a privileged position to give back and hopefully influence some people who have been in my position who are walking a tough journey right now. While the Cowboys, Todd Payton claimed Coach of the Year honours and Roosters star Racine McGregor took out the NRLW Daly M Award last night as well. And Brett, also this morning, we enter the knockout stage of the Basketball World Cup with our Aussie Opals in action tonight. Cannot wait to watch. Yeah, absolutely. The pressure goes up at the Sydney Superdome as the Aussie women's basketball side take on Belgium. We met them at the Tokyo Olympics. We lost... 85-70. to 70. That was our first uh, match of the Tokyo Games. This time around, though, the Belgians are without their star player, so hopefully we're a good chance of getting through to the semis. In one of the other quarterfinals today at around midday, the USA, who have been so dominant at the tournament so far, take on Serbia. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And Hugh Jackman is back, reprising his famous role as Wolverine, this time in the new Deadpool 3 film. The Aussie actor posted a video overnight with Ryan Reynolds, who plays Deadpool, to announce their character's reunion. But before they could explain the plotline for the new movie, something else happened. Take a listen. Hi. Hi. How are you? You have questions. Yes. I I had a lot of questions. I'm sure you had a lot of questions, but rest assured... We're going to answer them right now. Like, for example, how is Wolverine alive yeah. after Logan? Logan uh, takes place in 2029. Mm-hmm. Totally separate thing. Mm-hmm. Logan died in Logan. Not touching that. What actually happens in our film is these two... Get out there. Love it. The plot certainly thickens. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.